Just like that, we are away. Got to turn my mic on. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight here all on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Man, what a race in California today. How about it? Kyle Bush back in Victory Lane. I am Joe Chisholm along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the studio. What's going on there, Jr.? How did you like that California cooker? Hey, it was a good one. Um, I <laughs> the, the final one on that surface, um, you know, it, it will definitely be missed. Um, I, I think it's echoed at the beginning that when that track first came around. It, mm. I was never a fan of California. No. I was, uh, you know, I always kind of viewed it as a boring race. And, and you know, over the last, uh, you know, six seasons, really, um, it has grown on me, yeah. you know, considerably. It's, uh, it, you know, it's become a, a really cool place. And, and uh, you know, it'll be really interesting to see what happens um, at Auto Club. I know the... Um, the rumblings have been a short track, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be super cool. Um, you know, a, a half-mile high bank or, or similar to thereof, Bristol, uh, on the West Coast would be uh, would be pretty neat. And uh, uh, th- there's also rumblings that it'll be just a, 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 a tear-up and repave. So um, I think that if, it, if they repave it, um, the place will be lightning fast, oh, uh, yeah. but but really it's going to take a couple of years for it to come back again. Uh, uh, so hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully it's uh, it is a short track. That would be that would be my my prayers answered. Yeah, kind of cool. Uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. We got an excellent lineup for you. How about this? We got Donald Chisholm coming up right off the hop. He of course drives drives the number eighty nine Nova Celtic Ford out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, Imagine he's getting ready to go for another IWK 250 and a bunch more. We'll talk to him about all that tonight. Keep in mind, he's 2016 IWK 250 champion. He's also championed in the series. So uh, he's been kind of quiet the last couple of years, but uh, I, I can well imagine he's getting ready to make some noise. We'll also hear tonight with the only short track winner from over Speed Weeks. He did it at Volusia County Speedway. We got Matt Williamson coming on the show. Holidays are over. Matty back probably up on the side of the border. We'll check in with him tonight. We'll find out all the above. But he was our lone Canadian that went to Victory Lane in uh, at Speed Week's uh, coverage. When you talk about dirt racing and you talk about the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing, um, I know we had some legend cars did some really good things at Citrus County Speedway, but from the big car perspective, Matt Williamson, uh, he definitely got the job done. Tonight, we'll also talk about Height Speedway. Have you not heard of Height Speedway? Where is it? Well, it's about 30, 40 miles uh, away from Grand Prairie, Alberta. So, yeah, it's out in Alberta. Beautiful little asphalt track, and we're going to catch up tonight with Ian Burgess. And we'll talk about Height Speedway, introduce you to Ian, and we'll find out what that Speedway's got all coming up. The uh, Canadian Motorsports uh, uh, Hall of Fame, the 2022 inductions were inducted just last night. 
And we are going to catch up with two of those inductees, two deserving candidates, as well as all the candidates from last night. We're going to hear from two of them tonight. Derek Lynch is going to join the show. Love hanging out with Derek. Great guy. And, uh, of course, we got Gary Elliott coming up, uh, Canada's Iron Man. And uh, he, as well, was inducted into the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame. So that's what we've got coming at you over the next two hours. But what do you say we kick this party off with the 2016 IWK 250 champion, driver of that 89 Nova Celtic Ford. we got Donald Chisholm with us. What's going on there, Mr. Chisholm? How are you? We got no sound from dear Donald here. No sound at all. Well, uh, can't hear him at all. No. Oh, there we are. That sounds even better. What's going on there, Donald? How are you, buddy? You doing good? Not much. Things are good. Things are good. Thanks for having me on. And uh, how are things with you guys? Doing fantastic, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Things are real good. That's good. That's good. So uh, the car's coming together real good. You got things uh, all set and ready to go for the spring of 2023 now? Yeah, no, things are in pretty good shape. Uh, George has been working away and uh, trying to get things ready for, for the new season. And uh, it's uh, it's coming pretty quick, actually. Yeah, it is. This is a full new car for you again this year, Donald. Uh, I know you like having new pieces underneath you. But when you find success, it's a little hard to take that one and set it off to the side. Is it a new piece for you this year, or what kind of condition is that 89 Nova Celtic Ford? Yeah, no, we uh, we decided to build a new car this uh, again this winter, and uh, we don't have it yet. So we're, what we're working on is the car that, uh, you know, Mike Skinner would have driven last year in the 250, and um, the car I had driven last year is going to be driven by Russell Smith this year. So working on that car, trying to get things ready. But, um, you know, we typically have about the three cars and um, try to keep them as current as we can. So um, we'll replace mine and uh, Russell will get it and we'll uh, we'll get rid of the car Russell's been driving the last year and then year and a bit, I guess. You know, Donald, uh, you know, off the intro here, uh, Dad introduced you as the 2016 Pro Stock Series champion. That's a long time ago, man. We're going to have to start uh, getting some new uh, accomplishments. Are you going to run for the championship this year, or what are you doing? No, I don't think. Uh, we'll probably run uh, Riverside and Halifax, Scotia Speed World. So that, that's eight races. And, um, you know, two of, the, two of my three kids have been racing the last – number of years um so it's just uh with work and a uh, few few things on the go there and the girls racing it's uh it's been a, a bit of a job to try and keep up with uh, with it all so I, you know will we ever run a new a full season again perhaps but um i've been at this a long time so it's uh it's it's time for some others to uh to pick up the slack a little bit and we'll uh we'll show up whatever weekends we can and uh and try to uh, try to help out. I guess championship car owner sounds really good as well, right? And <laughs> championship dad and all those things. So those, I mean, there's tons of accomplishments. I was just poking fun at you. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a fun interview if I didn't poke fun at you, Donald. No, no, I agreed, agreed. And you're <laughs> right. We uh, we need to get some new accomplishments on the go. There's no question. We, uh, you know, I'm hoping we found a few things on the car later last year um, that 
that hopefully is going to pay some dividends. We just we just haven't had the cars as good as we needed them to run as well as we had in the past. Um, so, you know, that seems to be the way things go. You can do no wrong for a few years, and then uh, and it seems like you can do nothing right for a while. So hopefully we're in the transition back to doing uh, doing no wrong for a little while. Back to the new car. What's going to be underneath you this year? I know you've uh, uh, diversified a little bit manufacturer-wise. Uh, how about this year? What do you got underneath you? What's coming? Uh, it'll be another Van Dorn chassis. So um, we've been predominantly Van Dorn for the last number of years. Gee, it might be four or five years now. So uh, the guys are great to work with and try to keep us pointed in the right direction for sure. So um pretty much stuck with what we've had the last while and it is there is some nice things about having the three chassis the same um none of them are ever identically the same but they're close enough where a lot of the parts and pieces are are interchangeable well and that's probably a good thing we're coming off speed weeks i know uh donald i think back over the years and i can uh i can really remember Watching that number 89, Nova Celtic Ford, roll in the back gate at New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, do you ever get the itch anymore? And that was quite a few years ago. Ever get the itch anymore to say, okay, guys, uh, winter break here. Let's buzz down to Florida and get some racing in at New Smyrna. Yeah, I know it's been a long time. I think we went um, for five years or six years from like 99 to about 2005. So, it has been a while for sure. Um, you know, again, you never say never. Um, just just find things so busy these days with uh, with kids and business that, um, you know, it's it's just been tough to try and do it all. And, and I think if you want to do those events, you really have to you have to do them properly, which, you know, means you got to you got to know you're going to go the fall prior and start prepping and, you know, your engine package and your shock package. And you, you want to bring, you want to bring the right package for those kind of events. So you just, to be honest with you, haven't had the time to do it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to go back and do something like that. Uh, it's, it's quite a commitment. So, you know, go to go and do that, we'd have to make sure we had all our I's dotted and T's crossed. So, Again, never say never, but uh, it wasn't on the radar this year. So we'll, we'll we'll see what next year looks like. Well, you want to have a gun at a gunfight. And I remember that time that you did roll into the back gate. At New Smyrna Speedway, uh, there was me and, oh, there's a bunch of us all sitting up in turn one at New Smyrna Speedway. And I happened to notice that red 89 car. And I thought for sure the announcer said Donald Chisholm. And I thought, man. Not everybody's got our last name, right? So I, I thought, man, that, that that I'm pretty sure he said Chisholm, uh, but he said Nova Scotia, I believe. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't too long that night, and we definitely all found out who Donald Chisholm was. Uh, you unloaded right off the truck, and you were rocket fast. And there's always been that heavy competition level at the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. I want to even hazard to say Junior Hanley was in the field that year, uh, that you were down there, and you did some winning. It was kind of cool watching you out there. I went, hey, that Donald Chisholm cat, he's the real deal. Yeah, no, when we, uh, the years we were going to Florida, there was some pretty uh, pretty historic heavy hitters around there at that time. You know, Junior was there. Um, 
Wayne and Dick Anderson, you know, Freddie Query was around. Um, a lot of lot of good guys out of the, you know, midwestern parts of the U.S. So you know, guys that were used to winning at home and uh, and and were able to win at Speed Week. So you know, I don't want to say that was the good old days for sure, but it was certainly a lot of guys that I looked up to and and was well aware of trying to uh, you know it was quite impressive to be at an event where you're racing against guys that you 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 looked up to so um you know when we started going to florida we were really new to uh to racing and you know part of the deal was to try and go down and get get some experience and some seat time so you know we um we would go there and run as many nights as we, we could at uh, at New Smyrna. And, you know, one year we even went down early in January and ran the Red Eye at Smyrna and uh, then ran over to Lakeland and did the Speed Fest and then came back to New Smyrna. So we were uh, we were younger and uh, had a fair bit more time on our hands, I guess, at that point. But, uh, yeah, no, it was certainly a long list of impressive names that we, we would have competed against back in those days that uh, – in New Smyrna, you know, obviously New Smyrna is a is a, a tremendous uh, uh, undertaking, and and really any time that you cross the border and and run down there um, in in a late model style car, um, it's a big undertaking. It doesn't matter what track you go to or, or what what race you go to, um, so it, it's it kind of all falls under the same uh, realm. And and I imagine your answer is going to be the same. But um, y- you know, before COVID hit. Um, we've seen a pretty big influx of Canadians uh, taking a look at the All-American 400, right? We had guys like uh, Taylor Holdaway. He was geared up to go. Uh, we had guys like, of course, uh, the you know Butcher from, from out there, Noggle. Um, you know, a handful of Canadians really zeroed in on that uh, All-American 400. I know Josh Stoddy was geared up to go um, as well. I, I believe, I want, I want to say Cole Powell as well was going to go the yeah. year, the year um, you know, before COVID. But have you, have you done much looking outside of the Speed Week realm uh, at some of the other races like the Winchester 400 or the All-American 400 uh, or, or those style of races, um, uh, not necessarily where you need a week, but you need a couple days? Yeah, no, we've, we've certainly considered them over the years. You know, some of the standout late model shows, Winchester, um, you know, even the Van Doren guys have offered to, uh, you know, hang on to the car for a little while later in the spring and actually have us go down and, and try and race it. So, again, never say never. Um, it just um, life is so busy with, with three kids, and uh, I think we're at the hockey rink today for the second time this weekend. And uh, so certainly would love to do some of those and, and may again as life uh, maybe simplifies a little bit. But um, it's certainly a little lesser commitment than, than speed weeks where you're there for a solid, you know, more than a week by the time it starts and, and, and finishes up. So, um, you know, again, for a while we were doing a little bit of that with the Pinty series. We were looking at these one-off races and, you know, we often would always run the Riverside Pinty's event. So, you know, by going down that road, we had that car and, and, you know, with all the NASCAR licensing and credentials, it was almost, uh, you know, it was almost just as easy to run multiple races after you had gone through the effort to, to gear up for one race. So, you know, maybe that took a little bit of our 
focus, not away from the late model, but, um, you know, we looked at those shows as a way of, you know, going away to a different track that we weren't terribly familiar with to compete. So, um, and, and, you know, it certainly seems like late model racing has enjoyed a real resurgence the last few years. So these, these big shows are, are big shows again, and pretty, uh, pretty cool to win. And, uh, some pretty big names show up to try and compete for the win. Now, it's going to be awesome. Uh, that big win. How about the IWK 250? That's one of the most iconic Canadian short track races. Uh, uh, that's going to be a cool one. You have won that one. Donald, I just got to say, if you ever decided that you were going to run back down to New Smyrna Speed Week, uh, you'd have to tell your wife and your kids that you're going to jail for a week. Otherwise, you'd be packing all those other race cars in there and trying to get down to Citrus County to get them some laps, too. So uh, a <laughs> little bit of fibbing would have to maybe happen to get you back down at New Smyrna, buddy. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, yeah, the, the Legends and Bando stuff that goes on at Citrus County, that's, you know, again, that's been on our radar uh, as well. So um, just uh, just trying to trying to figure out what the right path is and uh, and do still continue doing some racing with uh, you know allowing some time for the for the kids to to get at it as well. Well, I know we got lots to talk about the IWK250 seen the release uh, this just a couple of days ago from Joan. We got some bands all laid out to play on Thursday night. It's going to be a big old time once again at the IWK250, but the whole season's going to be pretty cool. And I know we got Joan coming up here in a couple of weeks to uh, start dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Uh, camping is open uh, for renewals, for renewals. New business not yet, but for renewals. And then in behind that, we'll open up for uh, uh, some new business if by chance one of the 1,100 motorhomes doesn't want to re-back up. I can't see that happening. They Once they get in there, man, they lock in. If you want to go to a race that is as close as you're going to get to a NASCAR Cup race, you got to make the IWK 250. It's pretty wild, Donald. you got to admit. what uh, John, your dad, and you and everybody that's connected with Riverside has done has simply been amazing. And each year it just keeps getting a tick better. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the event seems to continue to grow, and that was always the goal to try and you know continue growing the event to make it a you know a, a bucket list race for uh, for drivers and, and fans alike. So you know it's really turned into a you know a four day you know camping concert um, and lots of good exciting racing that's on the go as well. So. Um, you know that that particular event's been branded the the IWK 250 since probably 07, I think. Um, the race did exist for many years and decades prior, so um, I should know this, but I'm a little forgetful what what version of this uh, what version this year will be. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a great time, and it's it's in the right part of the. Of, the, the nice summer weather for at least part of this part of the country. So, uh, you know, it turns into a, a small town that shows up uh, living around the racetrack for a few days and, uh, you know, lots of fun and, um, and good times. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's an event I think everybody would like to, uh, to be able to win. And, and certainly lots of them continue to show up to try and, uh, and win it. So I'm hopeful and optimistic this year will be, uh, be like other years, if not slightly bigger and better again. 
pretty, pretty cool when you look at the IWK 250. The population at the Speedway makes the population of Andy Ganesh actually look smaller. And it is smaller. you got more people at the racetrack than you do living in Andy Ganesh for that weekend. That's pretty cool news. At least I think it is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, between eight and 900 RBs on site. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Sorry, just, you just broke up a little bit there, so oh. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take a chance on answering the question that I think I heard. So, uh, yeah, no, it's pretty amazing to see that many RBs in, uh, in town and, uh, you know, that much excitement for an event that's, uh, that's pretty cool to see in this part of the world. So, um, We'll just keep working away and making it uh, making it one of the big shows in the country, hopefully. It's a testament to you and your staff on how everything comes together. Donald, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time Radio. I know I look forward to getting you back on before the green flag goes in the air. Uh, we surely appreciate the update from uh, the 89 Nova Celtic Ford shop. Uh, say hi to George and all the guys and the family. Say hi to everybody. Look forward to seeing you again in 2023 at the IWK 250. We're in for a big one, buddy, and thanks. Yeah, no, sounds good. We'll uh, definitely say hi to everybody, and thanks again, guys, for having me on again, and uh, take care. We'll uh, we'll chat soon. I, I haven't experienced an IWK 250 yet, just so you know. I got asked to be out there this year, so I'm coming out to drink your beer. I just wanted to let you know that. Ooh. It's, uh, yeah, so I just, I just wanted to let you know. Just make sure you're Very stocked good. up. We'll uh, we'll pack an extra cooler just for you. So uh, love to have you. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that'll be something. Don't worry. He's got to go on a different flight than me and Jerry because uh, I don't want Jerry rolling off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, Donald. You have a good one, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks. Take it easy. You bet, Donald Chisholm. He is an IWK two fifty champion, and he is gonna uh, get this car ready to go. He's got a big season all coming up. It's going to be definitely exciting. And like I say, we will check in with Joan uh, as we get closer to the event. We'll talk lots of IWK250 and get you up to date on all the information that you're going to need to know to be at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK250. We're hitting this break on the other side. We got big money, Matt, coming at us. That's right. Matt Williamson coming up on the other side of the break. Stay there. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Uh, Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. Join us May 5th and 6th. If you build it, they will come. The Seabird family, they're doing a great job. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway. Featuring Canada's top pro-late models and street stocks. Got the car on the scales right now. We're, we're really looking forward to it. For tickets, get to PenticktonSpeedway.com. 
and join us live on Race Time Radio Worldwide for live flight-to-flight coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner of the Western Rattler 300 with competitors from across Canada and the U.S. Now, this is my house. You're not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career, so this, this is just one of the best nights of my life. This is awesome. All at Penticton Speedway for the second annual Western Rattler 300. Oh, man. Well, I'm really excited about this race. This is huge for Western Canadian race. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s Prime Country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. A Canadian that made an indelible mark across the world, Alex Trebek is best known as the host of Jeopardy, a show he hosted over 6,300 times since his debut in 1984. Alex won five Emmy Awards over that stretch and is still perhaps the most popular game show host of all time. His work with charities such as World Vision was tireless, and his foundation continues to benefit children across the globe. Alex Trebek, 2006 inductee on Canada's Walk of Fame. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. All tonight on uh, Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And hello to all of our Rev TV viewers right here on Race Time Radio. Uh, Let's get back to the Zoom line, shall we? And let's welcome in our next guest. This guy. He broke into victory lane, got 2023, started off in style. You know him as Matt Williamson. Big money, Matt. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? You're looking just fine. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Joe. I appreciate it. Hey, you did good. You got things fired off for 2023 down at Volusia County. Uh, you can still see a little bit of tan on your face there, bud. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that. I didn't get out to the beach very often, but... Uh... Yeah, it was good down at Volusia. We picked up two wins down there and a sixth-place run. So um, probably the best start to uh, to the year that we've had uh, ever. So that's uh, pretty cool to do. 
lot of work goes into those big block modifieds. You've got to blow those things apart, get them all ready to go. And you're not like a regular short track guy. You don't get like 30 shows a year in or 25 shows a win. You, Matt, go after the big doe races. You travel. Uh, you go to great lengths to try and get those checkered flags, those real prestigious ones. And nine times out of ten, my friend, we see you in victory lane. There's got to be a lot said for car preparation and what you guys got to do. It's got to be monumental getting that car ready to rock. Yeah, I mean, last year we raced 90-something times. So um, we certainly, you know, get to race a lot, probably, you know, more than most, I think. Um, and and like you said, it's, it's tough getting the cars ready. I'm fortunate I got, I got a few good car owners, um, great car owners at that. I mean, you know, it starts up here with Wayne Conn at S&W and obviously Buzz Chu, Paul Went, Jeff Barrett, Harry Barrett. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty lucky guy that I got so many great people behind me. No, and that's what it takes, right? It, it's more than one person. It always is. Uh, one person gets to hold the checkered flag and uh, bring that car across the line. But if everybody on that team doesn't do what they're supposed to do, it makes your job even tougher to do. Uh, what was the track conditions like this year? Uh, I know from tuning into New Smyrna Speedway every night, it was a little rainy off the beginning, but, man, it got hot throughout the course of the week. And I know heat plays havoc with the dirt track. How was it at Volusia County? Was it a Matt style of track? Um, you know, I like to try and adapt as much as I can. But uh, it rained, actually, on the, on the Friday. We rained out Friday. Um, we got to race Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday rained out. We got to race Saturday. So um, the conditions were pretty good. It was It was probably, you know, some of the best modified racing that I've seen down there. Um, obviously I'm a little biased, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was, I mean, two of the races finished with lap, last lap passes. Um, you know, Volusia is probably, you know, one of the faster racetracks we go to. And, um, you know, fortunately, you know, it fits my driving style. Matt, uh, there was a lot of publicity around, uh, obviously there always is. There's a ton of NASCAR involvement. There's a ton of, you know, the, the big players, whether it be in the sprint cars or late models or the modifieds, whatever it might be. Uh, there's always a, you know, a, a little bit of extra emphasis on, on a place like Volusia. Um, but one of the things that stood out to myself, but it also stood out to a tremendous amount of other people, uh, was Travis Pastrana going out there and actually winning. Uh, in an IMCA modified um, or IMCA style modified, right? Um, uh, in his like second attempt behind the wheel of a race car uh, or behind the wheel of one of those cars. Talk a little bit about how hard that is to do for somebody like that. I, I know he had great equipment and he had lots of good people in his corner and, and the guy's not afraid of anything. Uh, but talk a little bit about how crazy of an accomplishment that is and, and uh, how, how deep that field is down there. Yeah. I mean, they, they get more uh, IMCA cars than they do big block modifieds. Obviously I think, um, you know, that the cars that show up for the big block modifieds, if there's 45 of them, I think that there's probably 35 good ones, you know? Yep. So, um, the, the field's pretty deep with the big blocks, you know, just as it is with the IMCA cars, but that's, um, you know, that's pretty cool that, you know, he, he can go down there and get a Gator and, in his first, uh, first time or however many times he's raced them cars, but, uh, the Gator trophies, even, even in that division and, and, you know, sprint cars, late models, they're, they're pretty coveted. So, um, shows, shows how much natural talent the guy has. And, um, like you said, it's pretty impressive. So what do you got on your schedule this year? 150 90, races. 90 races last year. I, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine you're not going to be able to name all the places you're going this year, but what do you got on the radar, Matt? 
Um, yeah, actually we, we got, you know, this coming weekend, you know, we have off, um, hopefully do some snowmobiling before we get, uh, get right into racing season. We race, uh, the 10th of March at Hagerstown, the 16th at Sealands Grove, uh, the 20, 21st or something like that at Bridgeport. And then we go to Atomic in Ohio. So, um, and then, you know, it, it keeps going. It snowballs right into November after Charlotte. So, um, this, this coming weekend's the only weekend I have off until November 5th and, um, obviously you add in, add in three nights a week, you know, weekend from June to August and then, you know, some midweek shows plus super dirt week. It's, uh, probably going to be another 90 something plus races this year. And, um, looking forward to it. I think we've got, uh, we've got some momentum coming from last year and obviously with what we did in Florida, we got some more momentum there. So hopefully we can just keep the ball rolling and uh, ride it as long as we can. Pretty safe to say, Matt, that you race full time you don't have a like a nine to five job through the week and then just race on the weekends yeah no this is what i do full time i mean uh i'll 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 build cars and stuff you know um to keep me busy in the winter time or or, you know when we have off weeks i'll scale customers cars or um you know try to try to keep myself busy um you know it's probably way more than what a 40 hour a week job would be by the time you add up the amount of time we spend driving to the racetrack and uh, driving home from the races, plus the time at the racetrack, plus working on the car. Um, I mean, it, it says a lot about my fiance. I, I don't get to be uh, home very often in the summertime. Um, you know, usually I'm at the race shop from, you know, early in the morning till 1030 at night. And, um, you know, the, the one day a week off we have, I'm usually there for still eight hours. So um, it's a pretty grueling, grueling sport. Uh, takes a lot out of you. But, you know, when you're uh, – when you're winning and running good, it's it's certainly um, pretty cool to be successful like that. Well, if you just keep giving her that uh, Visa card, that the numbers will wear off. Uh, it'll it'll still work out. Uh, why <laughs> why no World of Outlaw racing for you? How come you haven't stepped into that realm? Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, um, you know, right now I'm I've got a good thing going with the modifieds. Um, it's tough for any you know sprint car team or. Um, sprint car car owner to, to reach out and say, Hey, you know, can you come drive my car and I'll pay you 40%. That just, it doesn't happen unless you're established. And, um, right now I'm, I'm making money racing modifieds. And, um, if the opportunity came up, you know, I raced for Glenn Styers a few times, you know, two years ago, I think it was, um, it was a cool opportunity to do and try, but, um, just, you know, can't make any money doing it. So it's tough. Um, if I, if I did this for a hobby and I had a full-time job where I could, you know, not rely on the income I make racing, it would be a different story. But um, the income I make from racing pays for my mortgage. So uh, I can't really step out of my comfort zone and, and trying to try to lose a little bit of money. Well, it's all about taters on the table, right? you got to have taters on the table, and that's what you really are good at, Matt. When you get behind the wheel of that modified, there's going to be more than taters coming home. Either that or we're going to be eating a steering wheel, honey. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's, uh, like I said, I'm lucky I have good car owners and, Obviously, they make it so that I can do what I do. So I got to really thank them. Well, it'd be kind of cool to see. Well, we see Stuart Friesen in the NASCAR uh, Craftsman Truck Series. He tends to do pretty good in there. An opportunity like that would be good for you, Matt. Yeah, I mean, he's got a pretty good opportunity with Chris Larson owning that stuff and um, gives him the opportunity to go and race the Craftsman Truck deal. But uh, I don't know. I don't know as to say that, you know, there's a lot of money in it. I think that they're spending more than what they're making. And, you know, fortunately, the modified stuff right now with Brett Dale putting up 25,000 to win races pretty much every other week, there's there's a lot of money to be made. You know, it's a good time to be a modified driver. I think that probably 
you know, over the last 50 years, this is the best time to be a modified driver because there's so many big money races. I don't, I don't know as to say that we've ever had this many high paying races ever. So um, it's a good time to be, to be hitting my peak in my career. And hopefully, uh, hopefully I can, like I said, ride it as long as possible. Is there going to be a few of those big money races up here in Canada? I would imagine there's going to be. Yeah. I mean, there's some, some pretty big races coming up in Quebec. Um, the short track super series is coming to Quebec for the first time ever in its history. Um, so those are, those are two 10,000 win races. Um, Cornwall just posted that they're going to have a bunch of 10,000 win races and, and the super dirt series coming to Drummondville and, uh, and, and Brockville. So, um, it's a pretty good time for Canadian racing. And as far as modified racing goes, um, it's been a few years since, since COVID happened that, that the touring series didn't come to Canada. So fortunately this year, we've got two good touring series coming to Canada at, um, a bunch of different racetracks. So, you know, certainly, uh, come July and August, check that out for sure. Well, we genuinely appreciate your time, my friend. Congratulations on getting 2023 kicked off in style Matt, you always represent Canada extremely well. And from all of us up here, thanks for doing what you do. And good luck the, like for the full season. I know we'll be checking in. And I know when you have time, you'll jump on here with us. And we genuinely appreciate the time. You go get them, Matty. All right. Thank you. Have me on anytime. I appreciate you having me. You bet. That is Matt Williams. A big money Matt, they call him. And there's they call him that for a reason. Uh, just a dynamite competitor. Uh, just a great guy, Junior. Yeah, for sure. You know, when you uh, when you look at the, the modified realm, if you will, um, it's kind of like where super late model racing used to be back in the ASA days when you had guys like Dale Earnhardt and you had, you know, uh, Mark Martin and, and Dick Trickle and, uh, you know, Sauter and all those guys back in the day in super late model racing. You could make a living doing super late model racing in asf- on asphalt. Yep. Um, and, you know, when you look at the the amount of payout races or high payout races, um you know, it gives these guys opportunity to race numerous times a week. Um, there are definitely losers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are races where you're not going to make money. Uh, and there's there's quite a few races where you're not going to make money. But it's those big ones that if you can pick up, you know, a handful of 25000 to win races, it makes your season. Um, and, uh, you know, y- you look at the stats. They call him Big Money Matt for a reason. Um, he's bringing home the bacon when he gets out there and, and, uh, you know, he's definitely, uh, forced to be reckoned with and, and, uh, there's a, there's a lot to be proud of, man. When you look at Canadian, uh, modified racers, you know, Pete Becknell, you know, you look at, at, at Stuart Friesen, you look at, at, uh, Matt, uh, you look at all the, all the, the, you know, real staples in the sport, um canadian you know yeah and uh uh it's it's definitely cool and and uh like he said there's no joke it's 35 or 40 cars that can win each one of those races oh yeah yeah it's yeah. deep yeah it sure is we're gonna hit this quick break when we come back we're gonna talk height speedway in alberta we're gonna do it with ian Burgess. stay right there we will return tonight on rev tv canada Coast to coast, coast, coast. coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Canada Talks.
It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. Join us May 5th and 6th. If you build it, they will come. The Seabird family, they're doing a great job. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway. Featuring Canada's top pro-light models and street stocks. Got the car on the scales right now. We're, we're really looking forward to it. For tickets, get to PantictonSpeedway.com. And join us live on Race Time Radio Worldwide for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Seaver, the winners of the Western Rattler 300. With competitors from across Canada and the U.S. Now, this is my house. You're not coming here to push me around. And this is probably the biggest win of my career. So this this is just one of the best nights of my life. This is awesome. All at Penticton Speedway for the second annual Western Rattler 300. Oh, man. Well, I'm really excited about this race. This is huge for Western Canadian race. Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home great, away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! 
And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. We're just getting started. That's right. Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet, but hang tight, it's coming. Now, back to more Race Time Radio and Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Andy, Andy, Andy knows me too well. My foot does fit in here. Uh, I know I got a small foot. At least I think I got a small foot. Size five, I think. Size five. Hey, hey, do you notice the Chase Elliott in front of me? Uh, got that from a Napa, uh, a Napa parts store. Uh, got to thank Todd Robertson uh, for, uh, we got a couple other Napa things. Got one over my shoulder here. Got my Napa lid. Chase Elliott almost won in California today. Kind of handy having all this Napa stuff. Uh, great supporter of Race Time Radio. Thanks so much, Todd. Uh, let's get to the Zoom line, shall we? Let's talk some height. Speedway out in Alberta just a little bit. What are you, north of Grand Prairie or south of Grand Prairie? We got Ian Burgess with us. What's going on, Ian? How are you? Yeah, hey, uh, we are we are just 45 minutes northwest of Grand Prairie. We are on the Alaska Highway, right between Grand Prairie, Alberta, and Dawson Creek, BC. Um, lots of traffic going up the highway, going north up to Alaska, and um, we're we're probably the most northern one of the most northern asphalt tracks in canada for sure but there are i know there's alaska speedway way up there in alaska and stuff like that but uh yeah it's our our crown jewel uh in in northern alberta we've got a three-eighths high bank asphalt oval as well as a one-eighth um dirt oval that we run um kind of cage cart mini sprints for our kids and we started running lawnmowers on them last year and so we got lots lots of things going on at the height motor speedway what time of the year do you guys fire up at height motor speedway to get the season underway so to speak in yeah we're, we're not quite as blessed as the saratogas and penticton speedways that can start racing in april we probably still have three feet of snow on the ground no not that bad but um <laughs> we start in june and uh june 10th will be our first day this year um, and then we run all the way till the September long weekend. Uh, we run four weekends a year. We're a, uh, we're a club run, a nonprofit volunteer organization. And so, um, we rely on our volunteers and our volunteers, you know, also want to enjoy some of that summer too, and get out to the lake and go fishing. And we got racers that are, that are traveling all over Western Canada too. So we try to find that balance between, you know, having our events at our track, but also giving our, our, our volunteers and supporters some time to enjoy the, the short summer that we have in the north. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, I believe we had one of your competitors on with us, the 42 car of Kyle Reed. Of course, he's out of Fort Mac, uh, but I do believe he has had his 42 car as lead model at Height Speedway once upon a time. We might have had them in the past. We haven't had late models for a little bit at our track, but uh, something we're trying to, to get involved with. And uh, um, right now at our track, we've got uh, we've got a, like a, a, a starter stock class, beginner V8s, and then we have an elite street stock class, was roughly based off the IMCA stock rules and um, kind of our, our, our big class at our track that we've had since our start in 1995 is the IMCA Canada Modifieds. And we're the host of the IMCA Super Nationals here on the asphalt every year, September long weekend. And um, that's a, a great legacy that we took over from Race City Speedway in Calgary when they 
um, had to close down a few years ago. And I uh, just want to give a shout out. Um, I'm, I'm sure you guys talked about it, mentioned it, but we were really lucky to have Trevor Boys race up at our speedway a lot um, after he, he came back north and, uh, you know, rest in peace for him. But we also had Wheeler and Buddy up there once in a while. And um, I actually, I own one of Trevor's cars. It was my first modified I got in and uh, really? just a great guy for our sport and helped, helped a lot of uh, racers here in Canada. Oh, yeah, he was huge, and uh, our thoughts are definitely with the family, as you say. Uh, and, and it's funny, how many years, did you say how many years has Hype been there? Yeah, we opened uh, the track in Hype in 1995, and, and we used to have a track in Grand Prairie, uh, dirt track, and, and we had uh, you know a lot of years there, but unfortunately, progress is progress, and we got pushed out of the, uh, the city, and um, our... One of our former members, a guy named Rick Peterson, who is now part owner of uh, Arrow McLaren SP, uh, Schmidt Peterson, one of Schmidt Peterson Motorsports. Um, he was able to secure us that land in Hythe, and we were able to build this track and opened up 95 with the cast car race as our inaugural race way back then. And uh, haven't looked back since. We're, we're, the track's getting a little bit old, and we're working now on our plans to, you know, to re repave the track and, and those kind of things. But... No, you know, we, we do what we can with our little track. We're lucky with the high banks, and, and it keeps the keeps the pavement in pretty good shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and look, all asphalt eventually needs to be redone. Uh, up until then, the racers that have got lots of experience love to call that character. They love the character. It's a differential between uh, the guy at the front and the guy at the back, or the guy with tires and the guy without tires uh, in most cases. Uh, but you know what? Eventually, just like California today, that was the last time they're going to be on that configuration. They don't know what to expect on the way back. Is it going to be a mile and a half? Is it going to be, uh, you know, the two-mile track repaved? All those tales will be told in the future. Uh, but it is kind of exciting, I'll tell you. I owned Sobel Speedway back in the day. Uh, bought it in 1994, and it was in dire need of asphalt. Uh, guys were only getting a night for a set of tires and it was making the racers go broke. So we buckled down. And in 1997, I think it was, I repaved the speedway and man, what a difference. You put new asphalt down, uh, all the problems seem to go away and, uh, it, it's kind of cool. And, and I do believe right now that track is back into a condition where it direly needs asphalt once again. Uh, but they can still race on it. And, uh, you know, when you don't have the late models as a premier class out there, uh, it's probably a good thing. Those modifieds are a lot lighter than what a late model would be, right? That's how they get away with running on tracks like that. Yeah, they are quite a bit lighter, 2650. They run that 8-inch tire that's a little bit harder, stuff like that. Um, we do we do get the uh, Canadian Super Trucks come out and join us for a weekend every year. And, and yeah, they, they talk about tire wear. It happens. It's a bit of a cheese grater, but... Um, it also, you know, you got, you got to save your stuff and you got to drive carefully and drive smart. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. We're working on it. It's, it's a big undertaking for sure, but, um, I got to spend a bunch of my summer last summer as well out at Penticton helping out there. And, and you can just see at what, what's happened at that speedway and how it's been brought back to life with, you know, just, just a great, um, plan and great ownership group and all that kind of stuff and so um yeah we're we're in you know in our early stages but we're, we're working on getting uh getting the track repaved and we're you know updating scoring tower all that kind of stuff lots to do um but a lot of fun out there for sure 
Ian, uh, one thing that uh, kind of stands out to me is is kind of the model that Area 27 has, where and Avion Motorsports as well, where they have like a, a rental style program. Um, when I look at at you know where you guys are, I, I, there's obviously a decent amount of people that live there full time that were born and raised, you know, in northern uh, Alberta. Um, but there's also a lot of people in the oil and gas industry that maybe not from there, uh, you know, that, that have moved there, um, you know, part-time, um, and, and maybe live there part-time. Um, it would be really interesting to see what a program like Avion, but for a division at, at Heith would look like, um, you know, with, with all the people that, uh, you know, kind of move in there for, for, you know, just for work, um, if they didn't have to work on their car full time through the week, um, and could show up and and arrive and drive, uh, I would imagine there'd be a huge market there, and you guys would be one of the only places with that market. You know, like there, there's not you wouldn't have that market in in you know northern Ontario or 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 in the East Coast um, per se, uh, like you would out there just with the the influx of oil and gas workers. Yeah, I, I agree. And we, we, we've kind of had it in bits and pieces. Guys that have, have exactly said that, like, this is something I want to try. And, um, you know, can you get me into it? And one of our cool kind of success stories, I'll say, is we had this kid, uh, Jonathan Newdorf. He joined us in 2020 racing just a, a V8 starter stock. And he was able, with support of, you know, his dad owned a company and things like that, um, finished third. Well, a couple of years later, they moved to Arizona. Um, I just, just talked to him yesterday. Um, Jonathan's running the uh, uh, Pro MX5 Cup Series down there in the Miatas and was at Daytona, and he went from 24th to 9th in his first race. Um, he won today in the SSCA Hoosier Series uh, at Buttonwillow Raceway. Last year, won a race at Sebring. And so this is a kid that just got his start uh, up in Grand Prairie in a, in a little V8 class and is now you know getting to last year run at Coda, Daytona, Sebring, those kind of places. Really cool and yeah, they didn't have the time to put a car together or the knowledge and, you know, those kind of things. And so I agree, Junior, that there's some opportunities there for sure. How about uh, marquee events? I know we're getting close to the top of the hour. What do you got for marquee events that fans just got to come out and see this year at Heights Motor Speedway? Yeah, for sure. June 10th and 11th is going to be our Pat's Auto Supply Fan Appreciation Weekend. Um, it's going to be one of the four events of the Roy Ross uh, Gold Brick, which is an IMC event that's been going for almost 30 years. And it's probably the, the the Stanley Cup of auto racing. I'll send you a picture of the trophy. It's a beautiful thing. Um, August 12th and 13th is our Canadian Super Truck Show. And then September 2nd and 3rd is our Anode NDT IMCA Super Nationals. We also have joined the Tri-City Street Stock Series. So there's a track in Prince George, Williams Lake, Cornell. They all run a Street Stock Series together, and they joined us last year. And so we're getting guys moving. We're getting guys traveling. Um, I know last year we had a bunch of our guys hauled down to Penticton for the October race, a bunch of hoping to go in may um lots going on and we also want to always plug our local pinties driver jamie krisick runs that 46 car and he'll run the western swing again this year at both international raceway and sutherland speedway yeah jamie dynamite guy dynamite guy love watching him behind the wheel of a race car that's cool and i i caught up with uh kane fraser uh in uh in saskatoon and he actually told me about a big street stock race that they have July long weekend out at uh, Williams Lake, BC. And he said, Joe, how, how do we get race time ready you out there to do that baby live? I said, we can make it happen, brother. We can do it. 
So I know uh, we'll be talking uh, over the next month or so. But, uh, yeah, I, I hear you. That, that, that series has uh, really gained momentum out there. Yeah, it, it, you know, it suffered a bit during COVID. They were over 30 cars before COVID, and we're rebuilding and, and getting drivers back. And we had guys hauling all the way from the island last year to be a part of that series. And, and so it's just, you know, as always, trying to find the rules that everyone likes and fits and, and can do that. But a lot of different tracks, tracks that are completely um, different from each other. So you really got to know what you're doing to do well in that series. But it's a lot of fun for sure and great people running it. Perfect. Websites, social media, all that. Give it all a hit. So any any fans that want to follow along at Height Motor Speedway, they can do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, probably we're most busy on Facebook, Height Motor Speedway. You can find us there. Our website is heightspeedway.com and then on Twitter as well. And Instagram, at Height Speedway. And you can check us out. Send us any questions, anything like that, and we will uh, we'll be answering you talking with you thanks again for the time tonight everyone and uh, we might see you in may ah, that would be a lot of fun i look forward to it ian burgess straight from hike motor speedway uh you can count on them guys this summer uh you want to make it to that racetrack you got two ways you can i don't know uh hit gold go up that elastic highway take your race car with you stop at hike motor speedway try and take their money there and then keep on going up to dawson city maybe you'll see that that bearded, uh, what do they call him? The bearded Viking up there. <laughs> Tony uh, Beats. Tony Beats. That's the guy's name I was trying to search. That's way up there. Yeah, well, he's just up a, a little bit further. You, you want to leave Dawson's your race car down, down south if you're going up, way up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Okay, here's what we're going to do. we got to throw the keys back to Sirius XM only for 90 seconds. We're going to be 90 seconds away, and uh, that'll give you enough time to get a quick sip. And then Junior and I are going to be back with you for an hour or two. We're going to talk about the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame. Big induction ceremonies last night in Toronto. And we got two of the inductees of Class of 22 that got inducted last night. We got uh, Derek Lynch going to join the show. Known Derek for a lot of years. He's an accomplished race car driver. One of those Bush North guys from back in the day. Uh, but even Derek ran last year. He is going to join the show. He was inducted into the Motorsports Hall of Fame, and congratulations for that. And then we'll hear from the Iron Man, Gary Elliott. Uh, he came in from the East Coast to be inducted into the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame just last night in the big city of Toronto. And that's what we got coming for you in our number two. And uh going to be a lot of fun. we got a lot of memories to go by with these two guys, I can guarantee it. But uh, we're going to throw it back to Toronto, back to you in the Toronto studio, Scotty. Get us up to date, and uh, we will be back for hour number two tonight, all live on Sirius XM. Before I go away, Junior, uh, I need you to look up something for me. Let's have a look at the finish of the cup race. I know the Xfinity race is going to be going, but let's have a look at the finish of the cup race just so we can pass it on to anybody that may be – Listening to us and missing and had missed the end of the race uh, will give you some of those results uh, when we come back in hour number two. Uh, but let's throw it back to Toronto right now. To you in Toronto, Scotty. Get us up to date. You got 90 seconds. And then we are coming back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks and Rev TV Canada. <sighs> You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. 
Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada talks. Oh, and we are on Rev TV Canada, or maybe you're listening on the Performance Motorsport Network.com throughout the course of the week. Hello to all of our listeners there. They've been running Race Time Radio for absolutely years. Uh, Steele and his gang down there. Hello to uh, absolutely everyone there. And Gearhead Country Radio, or wherever you get your podcast, uh, Race Time Radio is there and available. Please uh, do me a favor, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we are all live on YouTube. At Racetime Radio TV, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We surely appreciate it. It's all something new we've been trying over the last couple of months. So now we're trying to break 100 subscribers. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. It takes time to build, right? Uh, we have many, many listeners on Sirius XM and uh, viewers on Rev TV. Something a little bit new that we're trying is our uh, is our YouTube channel and uh, Racetime Radio TV. But uh, Junior, that was quite a cup race today. It, it did have its cautions. Um, it, it was going to be an interesting day. A lot of weepers were popping out in that racetrack. You got to know, yesterday they had a lot of snow. Uh, they had rain, snow, you name it. Even the Xfinity races pushed until later tonight. So uh, it uh, it was quite a place and pretty good race. Yeah, really. Southern Southern California, you're not you're not expected to see snow. Um it is in the foothills. It's, you know, right at the base of the mountains. Um when you are at uh, at California, it's not new to look out and see the snow on top of the mountains, but it is very new to see snow falling uh, in the garage area at uh, at Auto Club Speedway. Um especially this time of year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um beginning of February, uh you know, it it's still rare, but uh, can happen. Um, but uh, yeah, no rolling, rolling. Uh, you know, this late in the season, and and uh, they they get a freak rainstorm and <laughs> and uh, and snowstorm uh, washed everything out. You know, qualifying practice uh, for both the uh, Xfinity Series and the uh, and the Cup Series both uh, definitely a tough pill to swallow on the Xfinity si- side. There was a couple guys that uh, didn't get a chance at it. Um, once I again. hope I hope it wasn't Alex Labbe. Alex Labbe going to be in the twenty eight car, and I do believe that car had qualified in on points. At least I've got my fingers crossed. It's a different team, not DGM. Uh, Alex Labbe, of course, went to Daytona and was looking pretty good. At least we thought he was. Uh, but then the car didn't make it through tech in time, and they weren't allowed to go out and post the time. Consequently. 
he didn't make the show. Uh, so Alex said, you know, he hated it, but he bit the bullet and uh, at that time got an opportunity to go drive the 28 car at Fontana uh, for the Xfinity Series. So I believe he is in on the uh, just right up on his uh, on time uh, on, or, or on, not uh, on, time. On, on the rule book. Yeah. On the rule it was book. Yeah. Smidley and, and Ryan Vargas that uh, were the ones that went home. Um on the uh, on the Xfinity Xfinity Series side, but uh, uh, only thirty six cars on the Cup Series side. Of course, uh, that's how many you know uh, charters there are. Right. No open cars attempted. Uh, no open cars attempted the trip uh, out there. Um, so everybody, you know, uh, everybody made it in into the show um, that uh, that showed up. But uh, of course, Kyle Busch. First victory with uh, with Richard Childress. Yes, uh, dominating performance towards the end of that race. Uh, man, the uh, he, he put a fight up with uh, with Ross Chastain there uh, with about twenty five to go. Um, it was it was definitely Chase Elliott. It, it was too. fun to watch uh, yeah. Chase Elliott as well. Uh, you know, towards the end, uh, uh, you know, came on uh, and 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 you know started clicking off some lap times. Uh, but that was while the eight car was in traffic, you know, trying to get around and negotiate some lap cars. But once he got clear, he uh, evened it back out and, and uh, maintained his gap and drove away a little bit. But uh, uh, cool to see uh, with the eight, the Lucas Oil number eight, uh, beautiful looking race car. Yeah. Uh, Chase Elliott, of course, came home second. Ross Chastain came home third. Uh, Daniel Suarez, so two track house cars in the top four. Um, uh, big day for them. Uh, Kevin Harvick came home in fifth. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Brad Kozlowski, Alex Bowman, Austin Dillon, Joey Logano come home in tenth. Ah, so um, that's the top ten. Yeah, so fifteen. Uh, you know, out of the top fifteen, there was ten different teams in that top fifteen. Saying a lot for Trackhouse, right? Having two cars in the top five. Exactly, saying a lot yeah. for Trackhouse, but also saying a lot for the parody in NASCAR mm. right now. Yeah. Man, it's. Uh, uh, you know, good job. That's... Yet another Canadian doing a good job. Yeah, That's right. We got Brad Moran, the uh, NASCAR competition. No, not competition. Yeah, he is. He's competition director mm-hmm. is what he's doing down there. Doing a great job. Listen, we have, how about the uh, Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame last night? Big inductions all took place. And the class of 22 is all inducted. Our, one of our next guests is... Uh, one of those inductees. He joins us now on the Zoom line. It is Derek Lynch. What's going on today, Derek? I haven't seen you in a long time. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Joe. It's been a while. It's good to see you again as well. Hey, congratulations on the Hull inductee uh, and being inducted. Good on you, man. You deserve that. You've done a lot of good in Canadian racing and a lot of good uh, south of the border in racing even. Well, so so have you, Joe, and a lot of people have as well. But it is definitely an honor. I mean, it's a it's kind of a revered institution, you know. I mean, and when I mean, you think there's less than 300 people in there, and that I'm one of them, um, it was it was very humbling to get the call and uh, and to be inducted. So yeah, quite an honor indeed. Good, good deal. Uh, now I'm seeing you tonight for the first time, Derek, and I gotta say, there's no snow on the roof yet, so that must mean that there's still a driver's seat somewhere that you're going to be climbing into just because you went into the the hull doesn't mean that you're done driving by any stretch correct no and there's uh, there's two seats waiting joe we've got a we got an older late model that we did get out to peterborough once last year um so we'd like to do that again 
Uh, and I do still have an APC late model sitting there um, that I definitely like to run a few times this year as well. And it just seems we, we bought a portable toilet business about five years ago. And that has been great, uh, but it's consumed a lot of time. So just trying to get organized so that we've got some time to go racing has been the biggest thing. But I, I think we're at that point now. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to running some shows this year for sure. Yeah, no more flushing any more time down the drain. you got to get out there in that race car, buddy. Exactly, yeah. No, I, I enjoy it. Like I said, we got out once last year, and we had a great night. Um, and, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of the local tracks is, as you would have a better handle on the pulse than I would, but it seems like their weekly car counts are coming back and are very strong. And Peterborough was no exception. Like last year, they were back getting 15, 17 late models every uh, Saturday night. So good fields back for the local competitors and the local fans. And that's great to see that, you know, the touring series APC is awesome. Um, but it's nice to see, as you know, keep these local tracks going because those tours have to have a place to race, you know? Yeah, 100%. Uh, uh, Derek, uh, you did mention the older late model that you've got. Uh, there's been two projects that I've followed very closely over the off season. yourself and J.R. Fitzpatrick. I think you guys are competing for the cool uh, award in racing uh, over the course of the winter. Now, J.R. takes a little bit of a, of a you know, uh, he, he takes a little bit of a head start because he's got two projects kind of simultaneously going, his original junior late model and then his, his original pro late model. Uh, but you as well um, have got uh, an old how style or old how um, uh, perimeter style late model, right? Is it a perimeter car or a straight rail car that, uh, that yes, you've been is, working on? It, it is a perimeter car because I'm back about five years before anybody had even heard of a straight rail car before. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, def- definitely a perimeter how car. Um, and th- there is a bit of a debate. We, we can't really confirm for sure whether it was built at house uh, or whether junior built it, uh, okay. but dad bought it from, from junior Hanley. So it junior could have built it at house cause it was right at the time when junior was beginning a chassis business through that, you know, middle part of the seventies there, it was new in 78, but uh, I, JR and I have kind of texted a little bit back and forth on messenger. And I kind of kid him that his car, I think that he's building is in the nineties and it's a little easier to find that stuff than what I'm looking for back in the seventies and eighties. There's not much left, but it is awesome to see these old cars coming back to life. And it's been a lot of fun. It just, the style, it's funny because you looking at some of the parts that you've posted, um, you know, if you came out with some of those parts today, somebody would look at them and be like, Oh, that's space age, man. Like that's that's next generation. You know, like that's the funniest part about racing is that, is that, you know, it, it, it's so cyclical, right? There was times where, where you would show up and you had a big spring car and you had, you had no sway bar in the thing or very little sway bar. And then, and then you went to a soft spring and all of a sudden you needed a big sway bar. And then, and then it's morphed into utilizing those theories you know, every which way to Sunday uh, with the bump stops. Um, but it, it's so comical because you look at some of those parts and you're like, man, how could you build it that light and how could it how could it withstand it? Or you look at the part and you're like, man, I, why wouldn't I think of that? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh, it, it's it's so cool to see that old stuff. And I know that, uh, you know, I always get a kick out of seeing guys like Ray Everham put together old cup cars and, yeah. and things like that. But but the old late model stuff is is even cooler for for guys like me, because it's something that we've experienced. You know, we've seen it. We've looked at it. We've watched cars like that race. And and, uh, you know, I, I definitely, uh, you know, hats off to you for for being so open 
open with it and and posting so many photos and uh, I I urge anybody to to uh, to check out Derek Lynch's Facebook page and and take a look at uh, at some of the cool project stuff that that you've got ro- rolling. Well, I, I appreciate that. It has been a lot of fun. And, and to your point, that's what intrigued me the most about it. When the car was built, and I don't want to waste a lot of your time on this, but when the car was built originally, it had a Camaro clip on it. So mm. it's the very same Camaro clip that you would find on even like an older super stock today. Um, even, but even they have tubular clips now. But when dad had Hanley updated uh, in the winter of 1980, it was the first design tubular clip. So it's been, it's like you said, it was very cool to track down that stuff. And as I've been hunting for parts and pieces, it's amazing the transitions that happened between about 1977 and 1982. Everything evolved so quickly. Um, and, and the parts, although if you set them on the ground today beside a current late model, they look in a lot of cases the same or very similar, but you made the, the best you know, analyzation. The weight of them is unbelievable. Like that quick change looks the same sitting there, but I could pick my quick change today up and carry it to the car by myself. That one, you need an engine lift to carry it. So they just keep pairing, pairing, pairing till you know, it breaks and then they go back a little bit and that's as light as we can make it. So it's been very cool to, to look at the evolution of that stuff. Chaz Howe in, in Michigan at Howe Racing Enterprises has been a great help because he was old enough. I mean, he was in his middle teens at this point and they've got the record. So he's been awesome to help me get me pointed on questions that I've got. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's been a fun project and people seem to enjoy it. And, you know, I think you kind of touched on this. That was the cars that we grew up with. And those cars, whether it was Delaware, Flamborough, Checker Flag, Peterborough, Sauble, Sunset, that's what they all raised. Shaughnessy, Keeling, Lynch, Sardo, Hanley, Biederman. I mean, that's what they were. And, and that was, in, in my opinion, up until about five years ago, I think we're back to the golden age again. But those middle 70s through the middle 80s were really a golden age of, of late model racing here in Ontario with all that talent. You know how you get lots of information on that car? Take it back over to Junior Hanley's shop and let him run his hand over the clip. He'll give you the date, the time, and the everything when he built that baby. And, Joe, that's where I'm at. I, I'm to the point I'm going to give Junior a call because I, I, I've got a question on the springs that nobody can remember. Dad can't remember but I remember what they looked like as a kid, and I've got the parts and pieces that I know have to go with them. I'm just not sure where they came from or what they were out of or who manufactured them. So that he is next on my list to call, and uh, I know he's aware of what I'm doing because people have told me that he's been following along either with Fireman Bob or somebody else. So, yeah, but it's uh, I'm going to give him a call for sure and, and get his input. Now, you did off the top of the show. You said there's no snow on the roof over there, but there's about 10 times in this interview where you've kind of dated yourself. So, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe you got really good genetics. No, no, he's wear, he wears a hat all the time. Is that what it is? A typical racer, either a hat or a helmet. I've got, no I've got gray snow. hair, and I know that Derek's a little bit older than me. Yeah, but there's no sun hit it, and if there's no sun hit it in the direct sunlight in the summertime, you said I gave you all the, those gray hairs. Well, you did, but not you didn't. <laughs> not for Derek. <laughs> We're with Derek Lynch tonight. He went into the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame, inducted just last night. Derek, take us back to last night. How special was that to be inducted into the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame and rub elbows with all those? Guys? guys it was incredible it, it really was. when i got all it was it was very very humbling you know we were certainly i'm aware of the hall look times it's been there and then we did but uh you know, when peter called and last night to stand there uh, or sorry to sit there and watch all those fellow inductees 
uh, and, and hear the stories and, and hear the path that they had traveled to get to this point in their career or life um, was really quite something. And, and in some cases, emotional, you know, I mean, to, to know what a lot of those folks had gone through. But uh, one of them commented, and a very interesting aspect of it was how much overlap there was between all of our careers, despite your genre of racing. There was folks there from open wheel, from drag racing, photography, and it was amazing that the name they would throw out that you, you, we had also associated with in some capacity. So it just really proved no matter your kind of uh, genre of motorsports, there's so much crossover and we, and we all benefit and help from each other in, in some way. But, but it was fabulous, and, and I can't say enough about the Hall of Fame. Uh, Peter Lockhart, uh, Dr. Scully, uh, Joel Robinson, Todd Lewis. I mean, they just did a phenomenal job in the presentation and what they do. So it, it was awesome. I mean, that's the only way to describe it. It was it was a real honor, and it's just an incredible evening. Yeah, they do an awesome job. Eric Thomas has always got a couple of really good one-liners. Eh? He gets them yeah. in there. And uh, I know we were there one night when uh, um, John Chisholm was uh, being inducted, actually. Yeah. And, uh, it was a special night, a very, very special time. And, um, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Downtown Toronto, you can't beat it. And uh, You can't. And the International Auto Show is back going on. It's in conjunction with that. So, yeah, just, just a wonderful venue. That John Bassett uh, Theater is a beautiful venue to have it. And like I said, they, it was first class. I mean, they really did a great job. And uh, and it was it was awesome to meet because there's lots of guys there. Like I said, you've heard their name and you, you knew they were in motorsports, but you weren't really sure. So, you know, of the 14 of us that were there, it was really great to connect with them and, and you know, find out about their history and where they lived and how they get started. And a lot of that was in their presentations. But yeah, it was, it was, like I said, great to be a part of. Uh, it's quite a, it's a real honor. Absolutely. Awesome stuff and well-deserved. Now, the two cars you're building and getting set yeah. to go, where are you going to race both of them? The, the one, our perimeter car, I'd really like to go back to Peterborough with it. Uh, and then our straight rail car, I would really like to get out to some APC races. Uh, and I'm not going to say I can run the whole series, um, but they're back at Peterborough again this year. Uh, I've always enjoyed racing at Delaware. So it would probably be, you know, if I can get out those three times to the two Delaware races in Peterborough with the APC car, that'd be great. Yeah. So uh, with um, Kawartha Speedway, is it gone officially now? Is the actual track taken up now? No, Joe, it's not. There's, I, I do think there's a couple sections that are up, not very big amount, um, but all of the catch fence around it is gone. Um, I was lucky enough to get the two stoplights in either corner. I've got them in the collection. Um, and the folks that are there said they'd get me a chunk of the start-finish line when it comes up. So I, I don't think it's very far away from, from being gone. Uh, but the wall and everything is still there. Like I said, 98% of the pavement is all there. Uh, and they've ran some motorsports events uh, in the line of some truck pulls, some tractor pulls, a demolition derby, a couple things over the last couple of years. But, yeah, my understanding is probably if we were to talk this time next year, it, it'll be gone. Ah, man, it's such a shame. You had such an integral yeah. part at uh, Kawartha Speedway. Uh, right in the smack dab in the middle of your driving career. But you pulled it all together, you and your wife did a magnificent yeah. job running both ends of it um and to see what uh it's just a shame that we've lost another really good one in ontario because that place was bullet fast it was it was a beautiful racetrack you know and and i don't know if our listeners know or not but skip ambrose the owner at Kawartha, he passed away last fall as well um so, so skip is no longer with us which is too bad but yeah he built a beautiful facility there and uh you know, just trying uh, to, to, to marry things together to, as we all are, 
what can we do to bring more people to the sport? And, you know, I mean, he was thinking of that back in 1998 when he, when he started to build it, tied in with the horse racing, tied in with the casino, enclosed grandstands for somebody who, you know, wanted a, a different experience. And those of us that are used to being right out at the action is, but um, yeah, the actual oval racetrack itself was beautiful. And to your point, you know, in our lifetime, like we've watched Moss Sport Oval come and go. We've mm-hmm. watched Kawartha Speedway come and go. You know, we saw the revitalization of Cuga, Jacasa. You know, it seems like it's come and gone again, you know, and probably for good this time. Capital City sitting idle. So you're right. I mean, how many more can we can we afford to lose? But like I said, I'm, I'm optimistic with what I see for car counts now at these tracks. I, I think we're getting the involvement and the interest back. And, and I'm very hopeful for the next, you know, 10, 15 years, because like you guys indicated on other things, it's cyclical. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. racing is always that's up and downs, as you well know. I mean, you were on that side of the fence. But uh, now we're having trouble just having, having trouble with Derek's connection just yet. Yeah, tough deal. Yeah, tough deal. Tough Losing tough. connection oh, here. There on, you go. There you day. go. I believe we got Derek back now. I got you again. Sorry yeah. about that, guys. That's okay. That's okay. It just bounced around a wee bit. What I was going to say is, you know, for as much memories as those places that you mentioned have created and instilled in all of us. Uh, we got so many more memories to come this summer. And yes. I agree with you. I believe the corner has been turned. COVID is far enough away and, uh, yeah. you know, playing a non-issue in it now uh, where, you know, it is time to get back to the track. It is time to get life to back, back to where we all know it. And uh, yeah. kind of cool, Derek, when you got two race cars and not just one in that red stable. That's going to be kind of cool. I can't wait to see you out there. I'm looking forward to it as well, Joe, and I know we'll cross paths somewhere along the way. And, and as always, I, I gave you a mention last night. I don't know if that trickled back to you or not. Uh, you guys do a phenomenal job, and, and you guys don't get enough credit. And, and I mentioned a few guys, you know, um, Greg McPherson, Joel Robinson, Eric Thomas. I mean, you guys have done a lot. Norris McDonald, Dean McNulty, always keeping our sport at the forefront. And that's not lost on me, and nor should it be anybody else. Because in the down times, you guys are shouldering the load and keeping the word out there and keeping the positivity up. And, and I appreciate it. So thank you for having me on as well. It's, you guys do a great job. Well, thanks, Derek. And it, just, just like you and your race team, I guess all of us media members, uh, we all got to be pulling on that same rope uh, because we are part of it. We're, we're like, this is all part of our fabric too. If you cut us, we bleed racing just like you guys do. And, uh, and, and very proud to do it. But Derek, this has been great catching up with you. I know I look forward to catching up with you again before that first green flag goes in the air. Does that sound good? Can we get you back on here? That'd be awesome. I would love to anytime. I, I enjoy chatting with you guys and the show is great. Appreciate everything you're doing for motorsports. I'm happy to come anytime you'll have me and talk about anything to do with racing. So don't be shy. That's the stuff. That's Derek Lynch. Watch for him this summer at Peterborough Speedway. You may be even an APC racer too, Junior. That's going to be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, you know, you, you think of uh, a guy like Derek Lynch saying he's going to be in a race or two. Uh, you look back in the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series. He said he's going to be in for a race or two. And the 77 rolled in through the back gate and uh, left with the big trophy and the big check, uh, you know, a couple of times. And, uh, uh, you know, he's uh, the guy's a, a wheel man. He always has been. 
I've seen him do a bunch of winning, and uh, uh, you know he's definitely been a huge ambassador for the sport. And and uh, I've always loved talking to Derek, and and uh, you know I think back to watching him be the promoter at at Kawartha oh, yeah. uh, for the Summer Sizzler, and uh, for some of those big shows that we would go over and do. And and uh, uh, man, he uh, both him and his wife reminded me so much of you and Mom <laughs> at the racetrack. You know, just running around and 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 making sure that uh, everything. Every box was checked, and and uh, it was so much fun to uh, to see uh, him in in both the driving role because I you know I spent a lot of time watching him you know with a fire suit on, but then also see him uh, on the uh, on, on the, the the crew side of things or or on the on the ownership side of things and right. uh, the management side, I guess you could say, and uh, you know he just an ambassador of the sport through and through and and uh, you can't say enough so i wouldn't doubt that he goes out there and is is a force to be reckoned with uh in in those apc races when he shows up he doesn't go out he doesn't go out there to show up and run 15 oh no 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 that is not in Derek lynch's dna i can guarantee that he goes for one reason and that is to go win this race uh not at any cost he will go do it swiftly he is going to go win the race but uh he ain't going to do it at any cost, I can guarantee you that. But that's uh, going to do it for this segment. We're going to take another quick break here on Race Time Radio. When we come back, more Hall of Fame discussion with a guy that was also inducted last night, uh, Gary Elliott, going to join us on the other side of the break. We'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. And it is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. Join us May 5th and 6th. If you build it, they will come. The Seabird family, they're doing a great job. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway. Featuring Canada's top pro-late models and street stocks. Got the car on the scales right now. We're, we're really looking forward to it. For tickets, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. And join us live on Race Time Radio worldwide for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Seaver, the winner of the Western Rattler 300 with competitors from across Canada and the U.S. Now, this is my house. You're not coming here to push me around. And this is probably the biggest win of my career. So this, this is just one of the best nights of my life. This is awesome. All at Penticton Speedway. For the second annual Western Rattler 300. Oh man, I'm really excited about this race. This is huge for Western Canadian race. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will send. 
his sights on a championship. Uh, two times, baby. Things. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. And you believe it! In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, Anfield has erupted. bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a derby day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Sirius XM app and searching More Than a Game. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Oh, it's my great honor to uh, welcome in our next guest, uh, we talk to him as much as we humanly possibly can on Race Time Radio. But tonight, he comes to us as a member of the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame, inducted just last night. He drives the Quaker State number 36, and he joins us now on Zoom. What's going on, Gary? How you doing? You're looking spiffy, buddy. Well, I was pretty tired uh, from uh, leaving Nova Scotia on Thursday, and then we left at early in the morning. Like at, We get up at 3.45 a.m., and it's been a busy day. I got to see my son David and my son and my and his wife Jeannie and and then of course Shirley and Derek and my grandkids. So it's been really busy, but we had a great night last night, and they were all there. There was eighteen in my group, which wasn't the biggest group, but it was a lot. And I was thankful for everyone that came to support me. Well, that would have been part of the Ontario element of the thirty-six car, and I guess some of the guys from the East Coast would have joined together and maybe had discussion. You would have had a lot of fun having both crew ends there. Yeah, so uh, my my crew chief uh, Jim Holzinga was there from Ontario, but then I had two of my crew from Nova Scotia come down, and uh, two of my different sponsors were there as well. So yeah, it was really good. It was fantastic. Take us back to last night, Gary. I know uh, I know what this means to you. This means a lot to you. Um, you are one of those staples in Canadian racing that has been for absolutely ever, a long time. And, Gary, there, there's no sign, just like Derek Lynch before you, there's no sign of you slowing down anytime soon. Age is just a number. It's just a number, and you very rarely look at it. Because you're as old as you feel, you're as old as uh, you react. And Gary Elliott, you still act like you're 20 years old, and you can still get this job done behind the wheel of a race car. Uh, 
take us back to last night because I know how much it meant to you. Um, uh, and, and what was it like when they finally said and inducted for 2022? Welcome him to the stage, 36 Gary Elliott. What did that feel like? Well, it was uh, very emotional. Uh, I was uh, honored, totally honored for sure. The group of guys that went before me and after me, uh, they were they were awesome. They've had some very amazing careers. I think much different than mine. Mine was kind of different. I probably, I was probably the the biggest and probably the only grassroots racer there that that was grassroots my whole life, but was dedicated and determined to keep racing. Um, I, I was. We were given five minutes, Joe, and uh, I, I couldn't even uh, thank everybody in five minutes, let alone talk about my career. So, but my son timed me, David timed me, and I was eleven minutes. But other guys were somewhere a little bit longer. A lot of them couldn't do it in five minutes. Uh, I, I was able to mention RTR as well. I and, see that. Uh, I see that. Media, thank you. Thank you. I appreciated everything that you do, and uh, I also uh, was glad that. Uh, that Derek Lynch also mentioned, he mentioned you personally. So, which, which I, I honestly, like I, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anybody. And I, that's what my biggest concern was. So I was, I wasn't so much nervous as I was trying to get a lot, bunch of stuff in and I didn't stop talking so I could get as much in as I could, but I, I wish I could have told a couple of stories, but you know what, maybe next time, but it was really, it was really an honor to be standing on that stage, looking at all those people. And, um, and then being inducted into the the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame, which really, if you look at my path, um, I look back now and I can't believe that I I raced the way I did my first 15 years. You know, no garage, no tools, no equipment, no, you know, like I just, it was just really hard to race that way. But the bottom line is if you wanted to race, then you had to figure out how to get there or do whatever you could to get your race car. I never even worried about winning. It was just to get to the race. Yeah. You know, like my dad sometimes would say, how are you going to get to the race tonight? You know, I don't know. I'm going to tow with my 66 Ford Fairlane. And he said, that's going to break the frame one day. And it did. <laughs> but I towed with it. I, I, imagine a hobby car, a 2,600-pound hobby car on a single-axle trailer towing with a 66 Ford Fairlane. Yeah. So, yes. But you know what? It, it didn't matter. I, I had to get to the track. And, and eventually it became my home. Uh, which it was meant to be. And then eventually I was able to start running better and being more competitive and understanding my car more and getting some breaks and getting, you know, sponsors to help me along the way. So, you know what I, and then I, my, my idea of racing always has been that the sport is called racing. So go there and race. That's what you're going to do. If you win, it's a bonus, but I know a lot of guys go there to win and, I, some of them are are okay to finish third or second or whatever or fourth, mm-hmm. but I, for me, if I won, it was like uh, no sleep for a week because we would never expect to win. We never thought that we would win. We sometimes we never thought we had a chance to win, but we always went to race. So as long as you're there, you're going to have a chance. Maybe not so much now because I'm racing in the toughest series in the East Coast against some really really good good teams and and great drivers and really awesome people. So I'm proud just to be there and race against them. Same as I was in Ontario Uh, later in my life. It's hard at my age. When I went to, when I went to Nova Scotia, like I was running twin 30 
at Flamborough, twin 30 lap features. Right. So we'd run a 30 lap feature, then the other three divisions would put, then we would race another one. I go to Nova Scotia and my daughter says, so Dan, what are you racing down there? And I said, I'm at the East Coast International Merit uh, Pro Stock Tour. She said, what are they, what, what kind of races do they have? I said, well, every race is 150 laps. Minimum. At least. <laughs> plus a heat, plus there's some 200 and some 250. She said, dad, <laughs> what? 150 laps. So they asked me if I knew how old it was. I said, well, I, I, I said, I think I'm 47. Yeah. But then I found out that's when I was born. That's not my age. <laughs> that's that's Dude, like buddy. my my mom here. She she just celebrated her birthday on the twenty first, and and uh, she's she's twenty nine still. Again, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it works, Gary. It's it, you guys most must have the same the, uh, the 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 same magic going on there. You know what? I want to race. So if it had to be based on that, you could win. Then. I would have quit a long time ago, but it's not, it's not when I, when we go to a racetrack and we see 24 cars lined up, only one can win too many people compare it to hockey and football and baseball, two teams, one wins, one loses. There's no losers in race car. And Dale Earnhardt said that the night, the day that he was killed, when they asked him about how it was to be in this race and about winning. And he said, everybody that came here today is a winner because you know what you have. Well, in their case, you have, 100,000 fans, and in our case, we have four or 5,000 or 3,500 fans. Right. Well, they come to watch a race. Well, if only guys that could win could come, then there wouldn't be that many people there. So they want to see us race, and that's what I do. Gary, uh, I, I think back to the early days at Sobble Speedway and some of the days before I bought Sobble Speedway, and I was a fan at Flamborough Speedway a lot of nights. And uh, whenever we would be, and I'm talking to me, and the guys would be sitting around at the track, we'd always try and throw a buck or two on a race. We'd see the cars float under the racetrack. Okay, who are you taking? Everybody take their car. I believe I made more money on taking the 36 of Gary Elliott <laughs> than I did on any other hobby car that was out there. Now, Harry Nicholson back in the day in the 14 car, he was uh, he was the man to beat. A lot of times, Harry was right up there, bless his soul. Um, but I'll tell you what, the 36 car of Gary Elliott was that other guy to take. Because if it wasn't 14, it was going to be 36 in victory lane. And it was like that a lot of time. I mean, for a long time. Yeah, Harry Nicholson was a, a great racer. And um, he, he left the Hobby Club in 1983. That was his last year. And then he started Cora, his own his own uh, class. But he was he definitely had the best-looking car. I mean, he won, won best-appearing car 11 years in a row with the same paint scheme. But it was absolutely so far ahead of everybody else. It was it was unbelievable. And then eventually, um, you know, all of us, the rest of us started getting our stuff better. Harry was uh, inspirational for best appearing car. Oh, and the, you know the, what? I thought if I can't win and I never, never did think about whether I can win or not. But I always wanted to come with a really nice looking car. And Sobble Speedway was one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, you always did good there. You know, when I think back to Harry's car, it was a burgundy number 14 with a gold 14. Something like what's on my uh 36 diecast here uh the same looking gold on it uh with a black top uh i don't know what 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 was that a 32 coupe was it no it was a 34 ford and uh one day a guy drove over top another guy and landed on his roof and his door and harry missed six weeks of racing waiting for a a door from the u.s (laughs) 
which if that was me, I would have just smashed that door and moved back out and been racing the next week. <laughs> you wouldn't have missed a lot. You're... Oh, I know. I don't want to miss any races. <laughs> there's there's two paint schemes that stand out to me, Gary, and and one of them is yours and the other one is Steve Lakings, and, and you, could, you could put both the schemes side by side and they would just about match. But uh, you had a white, all-white, number 36, Quaker State hobby car, and you had the ch- just a light checkers down the down the lower sides. I remember that car. And yep. uh, you know that car was immaculate. You had everything that was that could be chrome. It was chrome. You could have everything. Everything that was that was painted was shiny. There was not a mark on the thing. The thing was just a. It looked amazing. It looked like a show car every time you rolled it off the rolled it off the trailer. And it would go as, and it, as, it would as good go. as it looked. Absolutely. But fast forward, I'm going to say five years from then, Steve Laking rolled in the back gate, and he hadn't he hadn't ran for a while, and he unloaded that car, and it was a white, all white number forty four though, um, and it was a late model, but the same style of paint scheme, and yeah. had just a light checker down the rocker panel, um, very subtle, but it had those bright green numbers, and uh, both those paint schemes. Um, it, it, the, they would be my all-time favorite on a race car. So you see different things stick with different people, Gare. Yeah, so the paint scheme that you're talking about was 1997, and we we won Best Appearing Car that year. That was one of the years that we won Best Appearing Car in 1997 with that paint scheme. It was really nice. That's one of my favorite pictures. There's a picture of me standing beside that car in the pits with a Quaker State banner on a trailer, and it, it's just a perfect one for for promotion but uh yeah that that was good i always i always wanted to have my car looking great but i wasn't fussy about colors so white would work black would work then of course i went to green and black and white and black and and different colors over the years but now i think the last few years uh, my cars have been really really they've they've really been stepped up and i can give credit to that for the guys that do the graphics The, the graphic people today are just absolutely amazing and I still don't think you can beat a painted car over a wrapped car. A painted car still shines a little bit more. 100% So agree. I always paint my cars. And the, the, the 2023 paint scheme is going to be exactly like the one on the diecast car, but it's, it's going to be paint, not, not, uh, it's not going to be wrapped. So, Gary, with the Motorsports Hall of Fame induction, with the 50 years with Quaker State, 55 years behind the wheel, what else you got left? to do in this sport what else do you have a box beside that gary elliott looks at and goes i still got to do that and i still got to do that what are they well i'm glad you mentioned that because somebody asked me that yesterday and i said i got two more i got two more goals so we're um i remember one time a few years ago probably 10 years ago you you actually asked on your show how many people had perfect attendance right and i had like 38 seasons back then of, of perfect attendance so i uh then uh so we have now 875 consecutive nights since June 5th, 1987. So I was reinstated on June 5th after being disqualified for two weeks. I was reinstated on June 5th, 87. I haven't missed a night since then. So we're, eight, we're 875 in a row. And um, I'm hoping this year we can reach 900. So 900 consecutive nights. The NASCAR record is 798, although it's hard to compare to NASCAR, but that's Anyway, that's what it is. Not, mm-hmm. it, it, we're going to try to reach 900 this year, so we need 25 nights to do it. 
So a guy came to my garage about two months ago, maybe six weeks ago, to buy a diecast car, and he said, uh, "So, he, he said you got eight hundred seventy-five nights in a row." And I said, "Yeah." At the end of twenty twenty-two, he said, uh, "So are you going to try for a thousand?" Yeah. I said, "Whoa, whoa, a thousand. <laughs> I, I said that that would be, and I started thinking. I said, "Man, I I don't see it because that would be five more years at twenty-five nights a year, and I'll be." I'll be like uh, 80. 80. I'll be 80. Yeah, yeah. And then, and God bless him, and I love him, and I miss him. But I said, well, but Bill Zardo's actually given me some inspiration, yeah. right? Because he did a fantastic job racing last year at 80 years old. So a smaller class, but still, you know what? It racing against a lot of guys that were, everybody was younger than him. Yeah. But anyway, so you know what? That might be a long distance goal for me. And my family, when they hear that, they're going to just shake their head. They'll say, Dad, <laughs> come on. Like, that's ridiculous. But I don't feel my age. I don't look my age. No. And, I, and I'm healthy, and I, I pray that God will give me the strength and the support from sponsors to do it. But you know what? That would be another die-cast car for sure. A thousand <laughs> yeah. in a row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wouldn't that be something? That would be something, Gary. That would be something. But you know what? You are Mr. Something. How are the die-cast sales going before we let you go? Uh, I've got mine right here, and I know I still have one that we're going to put a contest together and give away. But uh, how's your die-cast situation? you got many left, and how does somebody get a hold of one of these babies? Because i got one. They're going to want one. Okay, so uh, right now we've had, I have 450 people have paid me for a diecast car. Right. And uh, I have uh, 520 total requests. So some of them are just, you know, they're going to pay me later on, and, I, and I'm still holding them for them. But right. Lionel recently, just on the Friday, they put a, a post on their uh, Twitter page uh, about my car and about me being inducted into the Hall of Fame and and about 50 years with Quaker State. So, wow, that, that was unbelievable they did that. And I, I sold four more cars through that. Guys from uh, One guy from Florida, another guy from Indiana. They've seen their website, so they want to buy their cars. So I have probably, I still have 200 left, although I think legitimately I would probably have 170 out of the 700 left. Right. And if somebody wants one, they can message me at Gary Elliott Motorsports at gmail.com. And I'd be glad to, uh, you know, send, send them one if they, you know, like, yeah, they're $155, including shipping for most places in Ontario. Right, right. And maybe a little bit less in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Well, I'll tell you what, they're elite. They are a beautiful car. They're not plastic. They're real die cast. And uh, they're, they're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You got a piece of Canadian motorsports history with this. And now even more so the Gary Elliott has been inducted into the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame. Gary, congratulations. Oh, look at that. He's got it right up. Too cool, Gary. Uh, Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that is. That is. You wear that badge of honor. I can guarantee it. Uh, you have a safe flight home. I know you got to get to bed early. That Xfinity race is still on behind your shoulder. Uh, yeah. You want to watch the end of that and then get to bed because you got to fly back to the East Coast and Get that 36 car ready to go for another full season in the East yes, Coast sir. International Pro Stock Tour. It's going to be a lot of fun this year, Gary. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. I, uh, awesome. We'll have you back again. I know it before that green flag goes in the air. That is All right. Gary the Iron Man Elliott. Uh, you got to check it out. Pick up one of those diecast cars, man. I'm telling you.
pretty cool stuff, Junior. Yeah, for sure, and and uh, it goes a long way to support you know Gary's racing program and and uh, you know his his sponsorship base. Uh, you know, uh, we've said it on here a number of times. Uh, uh, you know, just the the guy. If you are a short track racer, I don't care what level you're at, four cylinder, junior late model, uh, you know, super stock. If you're looking at your racing program and you're scratching your head and you're making posts on Facebook that you're looking for sponsors for next year and you're kicking the can down the road and you just don't have enough money to race and and you hold everybody else responsible for it, don't do that. No. What you should do is you should message a guy like Gary Elliott and pick his brain on how to get a sponsor, how to hold a sponsor, how 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 to, you know, talk to the sponsor. Gary Elliott would take the time out of his day to answer your questions, 100% guaranteed. And I tell you what, it would be worth its weight in gold. Um, the guy, the guy understands the sport, and he understands what what the sponsor gets out of the deal. And uh, you know, he's definitely somebody that uh, that you could rely upon, and and he helps so many people in the sport. Um, and, you know, just thinking down the list of competitors in you know canadian vintage modifieds uh you know flambro speedway uh the all-star series back in the day yeah. right he's um, done it all and he's and, done it all and he ain't done yet no he ain't done and uh you know you y- you list all the places where he's been uh he didn't just go down there and race them he was an ambassador for that series yes and uh yeah just a uh, an incredible cat uh, definitely a friend of Race Time Radio, and uh, you know, congratulations hey, on the whole thing. I seen, I seen a move one time. A young, and I mean a young late model driver, brand new guy, yellow uh, stripes on the back of the bumper. We're at Sunset Speedway to kick off another season. Gary had a mint thirty-six car, like he always does. Pulls out onto the racetrack, heat number one, heat number one of the season. Cars are circulating. Oh, everything's looking good. Green flag goes in the air. Gary's pole, or pardon me, outside pole. Young kid on the inside. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want people to shoot darts at him. But he was on the inside of Gary and literally put Gary into the fence just about till there was no tomorrow and bent that car like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And I mean destroyed the 36 car. Yeah. I thought for sure... Gary Elliott was going to snap that day. I I wouldn't have blamed him if he did. I thought he was going to, and I was going, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't. Gary Elliott unbuckled out of his car, went straight over to that driver, to his window. I thought, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. I've never seen Gary throw a punch, but I bet you I'm going to see him pour up more than coal to it this time. And what he was doing was asking the young driver if he was okay first, secondly, do you know what you did wrong? Yeah. Did you? He, Gary was going to teach him what he did wrong yeah. as opposed to, uh, you know, go after him. And uh, it was just one of those wonders, man. I've loved Gary Elliott since the first day I seen him race, and I love him as much today. And I know fans do right across this country. If I was Quaker State, I'd be on that horn to Gary tomorrow saying, I'll take every die cast you got. And I'll give them to every Quaker state dealer from across Canada so that they can all have a piece of Canadian history. But that would be me. So 
I'll leave that to you. We got to hit our final break, Junior. When we come back, we got lots more to talk about. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we will be back in just mere seconds if I can get my hand to work to hit the break. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. Join us May 5th and 6th. If you build it, they will come. The Seabird family, they're doing a great job. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway. Featuring Canada's top pro-late models and street stocks. Got the car on the scales right now. We're, we're really looking forward to it. For tickets, get to PantictonSpeedway.com. And join us live on Race Time Radio Worldwide for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner of the Western Rattler 300. With competitors from across Canada and the U.S. Now, this is my house. You're not coming here to push me around. And this is probably the biggest win of my career. So this this is just one of the best nights of my life. This is awesome. All at Penticton Speedway for the second annual Western Rattler 300. Oh, man. Well, I'm really excited about this race. This is huge for the Western Canadian race. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Andorra, and wherever you get your podcasts. Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Just uh, shining up my Napa car. My Napa 9, he's going to win next week. I got a funny feeling. At Vegas? Chase Elliott. No. No? No. Okay, I'll Vegas. take Chase Elliott for sure now. Really? Yep. Nope. Yep. Why? Nope. Who are you going to take? I got to take yeah, I gotta take uh, the old winner from today. Hey, you know what? That We say the word Vegas, and you know what I think of? Uh, Daryl Har. Remember that name? Daryl Har from Calgary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl. And Carl. And Carl. 
I want to say Carl's name was on that inductee list from the Canadian huh. um, uh, the Canadian Hall of Fame. Cool. Um, I got to go back and revisit that. I do believe Robert Ganu, Targa Newfoundland was on that list. Um, I, I got to shake the bushes and get those guys on the show. Um, Carl and his dad, Daryl, uh, I met them way back, 2009-10, uh, back in the Pinty Series. Back then it was Canadian Tire Series. Uh, they were running the Edmonton race, the um, Saskatoon race. Um, great guys. Great, great guys. And uh, I believe it just flashed into my mind that Carl was on that list. Or not, Yeah, Carl. Carl, not Daryl. Yeah, Carl is the dad. Daryl is the son. But I haven't talked to those guys in a long time. Back when Daryl was running Xfinity, he, he said, Joe, I got to pinch myself. He was at Vegas and uh, getting ready to... Go out on the racetrack, and he joined us right from the garage. And um, he said it's surreal because you got Nellis Air Force Base right there, and the fighter jets are taking off, and he's driving down the back stretch. He, he said it was so distracting because he wanted to watch the plane more so than drive the car. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll get a hold of those guys. Uh, just a lot of good inductees. Get to the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame website. And have a look at it. I know I'm going to uh, get on there and have a look. Um, a lot of proud Canadians. And uh, we're definitely proud of absolutely all of them uh, here on Race Time Radio because that's what we're about. Mainly about Canadian racing, if you haven't got the drift of us yet. Um, if we haven't included you in some way, some form, some fashion, and you want to be included on Race Time Radio, your Canadian team, your Canadian uh, car owner, uh, and you want to be part of the show? We can make you. We can make that happen. You can contact me absolutely anytime. It's Joe at racetimeradio.com. Joe at racetimeradio.com. Simple. What time is it? It's race time, and my name is Joe. Uh, you can get a hold of me anytime, and we'll uh, definitely line you up and get you on the show. It doesn't matter where you are. You could be up in Hay River and running the dirt track up there. Uh, you could be out at. Uh, uh, at any of the speedways across Canada, if you've got a story to be told, uh, we want that story to be told on Race Time Radio because we got fans right across this country and even more so now with Rev TV Canada picking the signal up. Um, it, it, our signal goes everywhere. So uh, you've got a national stage to stand on. Hop up here on Sirius XM and hop up here on Rev TV Canada and make yourself known. And uh, we, we, we sure love to have you on this show. Junior, what do you got going this week? You got a busy week lined up? Or yeah, what? we're getting our, our booth set up. Uh, of course, working with uh, Two Speed Motorsports, getting our booth set up for Motorama. We're going to do like a mock mock setup uh, f- uh, on Friday afternoon. So uh, uh, get get a mock setup uh, just to, to set it all up and um, working through a few. Show of- next weekend? March 10th. Right, so, right. So we got a little time. Yeah, we got a little bit of time. We'll grab Greg next week, get yeah. him on here for a, a show update before we head to the show. What Absolutely. Does that sound? Yeah, that sounds a good idea. And um, working through some scheduling stuff for the for the summer. Um, didn't know what I was going to be doing. I was sitting on the sidelines for a little bit there. Um, but uh, going to be back spotting for Andrew Ranger Ooh, in the NASCAR Pinty Series. I announced that uh, a couple days ago. Uh, and then, uh, unfortunately, there's a little bit of an overlap. 
this year, APC uh, and and the Penny Series kind of overlaps a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to be back with Josh Stoddy. Um, uh, so uh, you're just kind of good. Putting, you're good, but you can't be in two places at one time. Correct. Yeah. So putting putting together a little bit of a uh, of an itinerary for the middle portion of the summer and and uh, should be pretty cool. Maybe I'll fill in the nights you can't. I'll go on there with Josh. Yeah. Sure. I don't know if you have a car left when I'm on with him. But It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, a monkey could spot. Yeah. You yeah. just got to commit to it. You just got to commit to it. Too funny. <laughs> Junior, you have a good week and uh, get ready for that show. That's going to be a lot of fun. But we're back with you right here next week on Race Time Radio. Whether you're tuned in on Rev TV or uh, Sirius XM Channel 167 or any of the ways you get Race Time Radio, we surely do appreciate it. For Sue, here in the Race Time happy Radio Happy 29th studio. birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Sue. Um, for Sue, I am Joe Chisholm Sr. He is Joe Chisholm Jr. And uh, for Scotty and Tim, I believe, in the Rev TV studio, thank you all. And uh, we look forward to catching you again next week right here on Race Time Radio. Have a safe week, everybody, and enjoy the end of that Xfinity race. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 